Hello and welcome to TMG Unfiltered. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we're two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, photography and videography, trending news topics, and whatever's kind of piquing our interest that week. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about fridge management. But first, we've got a few things to get into. Yes. First of all, we've got a voice message from one of our loyal listeners, Sarah Marie. Yes, very loyal listeners. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and play that. Hello, it's Sarah Marie again. Uh, So on the topic of veganism and family and diet, I actually have a lot to say because uh, I live that. My husband is largely vegetarian but still enjoys meat. I've been vegan for a year and a half and we raise our child sort of in between. Uh, but I have more, so much to say on these, on these topics you guys talked about, about gut health and breast milk and, and family dynamics, more than Anchor will really allow me in this message. So I'm actually going to send you guys an email. Uh, and thank you so much for a great Tim Hortons, I mean news section. Uh, I hope next time you'll drop a line about how Subway is introducing a meatball sub from the beyond, like a beyond meatball sub uh, in your next week's episode. Cheers. Have a good one. So there's like two things we should touch on in this voice message. Yeah. So it is a response to last week's episode. Yeah. Which was about, are we vegan enough? Which I'm like really happy it like spoke to somebody. Like it was like (laughs) relatable that other people are like, oh, this is my life. Like I've thought about these things or I'm living these things or those. So it was pretty sweet. Yeah. It felt like there's more people like us out there. Yeah. Who are just confused. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, that was pretty awesome. It's. It's so awesome. Like, if you guys ever, like, relate to something or disagree with something or whatever, like, send us a message. It's awesome to hear those kind of backstories that, like, what we're thinking is what other people are thinking. Yeah. And she mentioned that she has, like, a whole lot of tips that she wants to get into. So once we do touch base with her and hear from her, we'll share some of that stuff once we have it. Yeah. I'm so excited for that email. Yeah. And then we both thoroughly enjoyed when she called our... Our Tim Hortons segment. (laughs) Not sponsored by Tim Hortons. Our new segment. (laughs) But she did mention about Subway. Yeah. So So I think everyone will be happy to hear that we're not going to be talking about Tim Hortons today. No, we are taking a break from the Timmy's talk. Yes. All right. So let's get into the news. This is Plant Based News with Kat and Deb. Bringing you their unsolicited opinions on the stories and scandals taking the vegan world by storm. Hello and welcome to the news. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. Today making headlines is Subway and their meaty balls. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) Oh, Subway. So uh, recently Subway announced that in the US and Canada, they're going to be testing vegan meatball subs using Beyond Meat. Starting in September. So it's not out yet. Starting in September. Yeah. And only in specific markets, right? Yes. It says five different markets. Um, but I don't really know how they define... Hold on. So this article says five different markets, but it's five American markets. I know it's somewhere in Canada, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know where in Canada, but there's five, at least five American markets. Okay. Um, so it's going to be tested in Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Bend, Indiana, Fresno, California, Louisville, Kentucky, and Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I'm very intrigued by this because I feel like it's got a good mix of the U.S. in there. Yeah, I wonder how they chose those. I did read somewhere. I don't know if it's the article I'm looking at now, but I did read somewhere that they someone like quoted that they were very strategic in where they were yeah. picking to test these. Yeah. So I'm kind of happy that a company's actually commented, being like, "Yeah, we wanted to make sure we gave it a fair test of the best di- demographics or like the most diverse demographics that we serve." So it's pretty sweet. That's good to know. And we should note that the sub comes with cheese on it yeah or like that's how they're advertising it but just obviously order it without the cheese to make it truly vegan yes also something cool to note is that it actually has more protein than a regular meatball sub just because of the beyond meat has yeah. that much more protein yeah wow. i don't know how much a regular meatball sub i did read this in one article i can probably find it um but in just a six inch sub there's 24 grams of protein wow yeah so it's only 50 grams of protein in a full 12 inch that's insane. That is a lot. So like there's 
packed full of protein in these sandwiches. Now, what a shame that I don't really like meatball subs. I know. <laughs> see, this is the thing that like I could see being like, can I get the meatball sub without the cheese or the marinara? Because <laughs> like I think it's the marinara <laughs> that I kind of find gross about it. Not gross, but that I just don't want. <laughs> like maybe they just put too much maybe i don't know a little but bit? yeah like neither of us really like meatball no. subs so i wish it was like we had talked about this i wish it was more of like a garden chicken or something like that mm-hmm. something that was a little bit more basic mm-hmm. not saying chicken is basic guys but you know it's pretty basic and most people like chicken yeah and i think it would have just been like a nicer test because not everyone loves meatball subs so I don't know. That's just my two cents on it. I'm glad to see they're doing something. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I just, I think they got so caught up in that they wanted Beyond Meat in the name of this product versus we just want a vegan product to serve the vegan market. No, yeah. we want Beyond Meat because everyone loves Beyond Everybody Meat. Everybody wants that status. But I mean, Beyond Meat has a chicken product. It's not just as yeah. widely available yet, right? I don't know if it's as good as their like burger and ground round and stuff. But products. is it comparable with the other vegan chickens out there? Probably, but I don't know if people would necessarily know that because like the they same. haven't heard like anything about Beyond Chicken. Yeah, like I know it used to exist. I don't even know if it still exists because yeah. I hardly see it anywhere anymore. But actually, no, it might not exist anymore. They might have just taken it off the shelves because Good Rebel used to sell bags of like the chicken strips. Yeah, like just like grilled chicken strips. I don't think they have them anymore. Huh. So maybe they're reformulating them. Maybe because I didn't like them when I tried them. No. No compared to the other ones it tasted tried? like really processed chicken oh like, well that's no what subway chicken subway. is already it tasted like subway <laughs> chicken <laughs> um so yeah i didn't like them very much didn't have like it wasn't stringy enough and things so mm-hmm. hopefully they're redoing them because it'd be awesome oh like, yeah i still really want a good vegan chicken that isn't like a chicken nugget because mm-hmm. like everyone can make a good vegan chicken nugget it seems like it but like tofurkey is lightly seasoned chicken yeah, no, we like a good. lot yeah i just want like a good chicken breast type thing that's what i want all right yeah um but i'm so happy to see this i wish i knew where it was going to be in canada i can't find it in any articles even canadian media haven't been listing where it is i think Va- a vancouver media said that it's going to be in vancouver hmm. that's the closest i got to a location so why? i don't know why why do we have to go on another scavenger <laughs> maybe i'm just like Beyond not Meat looking products. at the right articles though so maybe. maybe it is out there and i just can't find it but if anybody knows where it's hiding let us know yes let us know please <laughs> um but yeah very very excited um probably won't try it just because it's a meatball sub but maybe we'll find someone who does like meatball subs and talk to them about it yes <laughs> <laughs> okay next piece of news uh-huh is um so the title of this article from veg vegnews.com uh-huh. is world's largest pork producer launches plant-based breakfast patties burgers and meatballs so smithfield foods is the largest pork producer apparently what's with all the meatball action today <laughs> i'm uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i didn't really know meatballs were things that people bought pre-made i i mean i guess it makes yeah. sense but like Oh, my mom always made meatballs. Mm. It just seems like an easy thing to make. But I don't know. I could be wrong. You just really don't like meatballs. I have never really been a meatball person. Which I don't understand. What is it about meatballs that you don't like? Because they're basically just a round burger. Yeah, but I've never liked burgers that much either. Right? You knew this. I knew that. I knew you always chose hot dogs, but I still thought you liked burgers. Or a veggie burger. Oh, wow. What a weirdo. Thank you. Okay. Um... So it says they're launching their plant-based meat line under its pure farmland brand in store starting mid-September. It's soy-based. That includes breakfast patties in original and maple flavor. Mm. Burger patties. um, One burger patty flavor that's called Simply Seasoned. That's what it's called. And another stuffed and dairy-free cheddar alternative. Oh, so you're going to have stuffed. Wow. Wait, with... Stuffed with dairy-free cheddar. What? Yeah, that's cool. But this is only in the States, right? Probably. Oh, I want to try this, though. And meatballs in homestyle and Italian flavors. Mm. The latter, the Italian one made with dairy-free Parmesan. Wow. Wow. So this is full-on actually vegan. This is serious. Which is cool. Oh, it'll also feature plant-based meat crumbles, which can be added to recipes for a boost of plant-based protein. Wow. That's a lot of products for them to so launch much. at one time. This is a whole brand they're launching. 
Um, now, Smith, you said they're one of the biggest. They're the biggest pork producer. They're the biggest pork producer. The world's largest. And clearly, they're not afraid they're going, they're going to embrace the plant-based angle. But you know what's interesting? The products they're launching are beef-based products. That's what, they're yeah. They're beef products. So they're going after they're the going beef after industry. They're going after the beef industry. Oh, my God. The drama. <laughs> That's the tea. The tea um, is hot. So they're going to be packaged in trays that are made from more than 50% recycled materials and available in the refrigerated section of grocery stores nationwide. It's going to be available at Kroger, Sprouts, and Target. Oh. Starting mid-September. I'm wondering uh, how they're going to price them compared to the other products. I know. Um, and then by February 2020, the brand will be available at over 5,000 retail stores. That is widely available. When are they going to come to Canada? <laughs> you don't even know if it's good yet. I know. But yeah, there's a new plant-based protein coming and it's exciting who it's coming from and how much they're releasing at one time yeah no that's really cool that they seem to be like we're all in yeah we're not just testing this out we are all in we're pretty sure this is gonna work <laughs> that's pretty awesome it should be very interesting to see how it plays out and to see how like i'm very curious to see how vegans the response. react <laughs> well, well both vegans and like beef farmers too yeah is this like a backhanded like is this a stab in the back? This is like a subtweet. The pork people no, are going after the beef people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one, moving on. Doc Martens. Yes. It's from independent.co.uk. Uh-huh. Um, they say, the title of this article, Doc Martens profits soar by 70% over success of new vegan range. So their vegan shoes are becoming the most popular products they have? I, it seems like it. Let's see. Okay, Doc Martens um, profits have soared by 70% in the year to the end of March, thanks to the the success of its new vegan range of boots. According to the footwear brand, online sales have rose by two-thirds to 72.7 million pounds, accounting for 16% of total revenues for the company. So the vegan range has increased by multiple hundreds of percent in recent years with vegan boots now accounting for 4% of the label sales. That's cool. It is. And they, they're they a huge company. And for them to see like that continual growth and to add more products. And to, to actually talk about back it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Doc Martin's vegan range replaces leather with a synthetic material. The label refers to it as Felix Rub-Off. It's creepy sounding. <laughs> okay. This is a very graphic news segment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and apparently, because they're vegan, they actually cost less to me. So they have bigger margins because they sell them for the same thing. Right. So that's why their profits are actually also going up because the margins are bigger for them. Oh. Now, I wonder, because it's synthetically made and everything, what it it takes. Yeah, what it takes to make them and how long they last or like how durable they are. Yeah. I've never owned a pair of Doc Martens. Have you? Me neither. No, but I've always been intrigued too. Yeah. I don't know how much they cost either. Me neither. Like I know nothing about Doc Martens. I just know that they're boots. Yeah. That's so cool to hear that like a huge, pretty reputable shoe company is saying, hey, yeah, these vegan shoes are actually doing wonders for our business. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. And I mean, there's other companies that make um, vegan shoes. But for a company that's mostly leather-based mm-hmm. to have a vegan shoe. Yeah, even I think, is it Spring or Aldo is like all vegan now or I something? I think it was Spring. That, spring? No. There's a company that's like, they have stores. Yeah. And they sell like a range of products, not just theirs, right? Yeah. That they, or their line is always all vegan, vegan now, yeah. which is so cool. And then Tom's has some that are yeah. vegan as well. Yeah, no, vegan apparel is becoming, like, a thing now. That's mm-hmm. what I'm excited most about because it's still something that I'm still confused about. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I know wool isn't vegan, but, like, yeah, what else isn't vegan? Wool and leather, I know I'm yeah. supposed to avoid those. Yes. But everything else, I think the biggest thing is just trying not to buy fast fashion, right? And going, yeah. like, thrift shopping and secondhand mm-hmm. when you can or when it yeah. works out. But, yeah, that's so cool. Um, I don't own Doc Martens, but I applaud you, Doc Martin. Dr. Martin, I applaud you. You are doing great work. Um, Okay, final article is labeled... Okay, it's from raisedvegan.com. It says, impossible foods to hit 1.5 thousand U.S. locations, including hospitals and schools, which I haven't actually heard a lot about, but I came across this article and I thought it was really cool because you haven't really heard about like 
hospitals are notorious for having terrible food options yeah. for both any diets or whatever um and same with schools yeah especially in the u.s i find at least mm-hmm. from what i've real like from what i've looked at it seems that cafeteria food isn't the greatest for kids mm-hmm. it's either unhealthy or it's just not nice looking <laughs> um so it's kind of cool to see that there's a company that is kind of focusing on the public side of it right mm-hmm. not just like here buy our thing at a uh wherever they sell it now they sell it at burger king right yes and it's interesting that they're going after like schools and universities and hospitals like so schools and you like universities that's an interesting market because it's like younger people yeah. right hospitals is more varied but then there's places like hotels and airports who's going to move into those markets too mm-hmm. because i mean airports are notorious for having not great food so yeah expensive food but uh dishes from meat alternative giant impossible foods are set to roll out to 1500 of sodexo north america's university health and corporate facility locations starting this month the launch will include a total of eight new dishes, all of which will be entirely meat-free. The menu will feature plant-based sausage, gravy, and biscuits, mm. sausage muffin sandwiches, and a number of different variations of the Impossible Burger, including steakhouse, Creole, and tandoori style. Wow. Isn't that so cool? Um, for Sodexco, a brand feeding millions each year through sports venues. Oh, sports venues. Mm-hmm educational institutions care facilities hospitals corporate and government offices plant-based options are a matter of meeting consumer demand meeting consumer demands <laughs> um and the so the senior director of culinary development at that company mm-hmm. um says plant more plants on the plate really is the number one trend we're seeing so cool that's awesome right and they're doing something about it too they're not just like trying to shut it down or ignoring it um so the new menu is part of sodexo's love of food initiative which brought 200 plant-based dishes developed with the help of the humane society of the u.s to the company's cafeterias in 2018 while sodexo's cafeterias do not have to order the products from the new partnership morasco expects that the vast majority of locations will that's so cool i just hope that those options aren't like way more expensive than other options in a cafeteria because that's also a huge factor for students all the time i imagine like the burgers might be but i hope there's other alternatives for plant-based that aren't yeah because i I think impossible burger is pretty expensive yeah like the beyond one is here yeah i don't really know i've never seen the Mm -hmm. impossible burger um but uh like do we know how much it is at burger king no me neither (laughs) um but like for colleges and universities here in the cafeterias usually the things that are the cheapest are the things that are the most unhealthy well because they're subsidized yeah exactly yeah so if we can find like a happy medium that's where universities and colleges need the most help yeah they need obviously plant-based options is great but they also need them to be like healthy and affordable i agree yeah not the an impossible burger is healthy. I have no idea about the health situation of the impossible no. burger. But, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah. No, I thought that was such a cool piece to read. Because no one's talking about the public health sector or whatever. Because I'm someone who's been to the hospital a few times in my life. Mm-hmm. And no, I was never vegan during any of them. But the options suck. Yeah. Like, they absolutely suck. So, um it's nice to see that they're thing like i don't even know if i would have been able to ha- like what my options mm. would have been if i was vegan and in the hospital that would suck it really does feel like a turning point because like there's one thing for you to say it's going mainstream now that it's in restaurants yeah. but like truly mainstream is government yeah yeah because everyone can end up in those locations like so our high school cafeteria food mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of anything that was vegan there there was pizza chicken fingers fries i mean fries are vegan yeah there was probably burgers and stuff right did they change the menu at our high school wow uh, yeah. i don't remember our high school was, was also a- close to a lot of re- like fast food places so you just went out if you and like that food. was a while ago long time ago um but like in college but like imagine being well you're 14 when you go to high school mm-hmm. imagine being able to go to high school without having an issue being like oh i have to bring my lunch every day i don't get to buy my lunch sometimes like you even if like it wasn't at a fast food place which it now is which is awesome Mm -hmm. but having something 
in the cafeteria now would be so sick mm -hmm. and for even young kids too yeah people who are raising their kids vegan are worried because i know in the u.s elementary schools cafeterias are a bigger thing in elementary schools mm -hmm. like we don't really have cafeterias no. in elementary schools no. here so but like in the u.s you want to like if you're raising your kid vegan sometimes it's also like a point of like you don't want your kid to stand out too much mm -hmm. so like if they never get to buy their lunch and kids like go once a week to buy their lunch or whatever like it's nice to know that there's no boundaries anymore yeah or there will be no boundaries yes yeah. it makes a huge difference like the cafeteria at the college i work at has um sweets from the earth like muffins and cookies mm -hmm. and that's huge yeah i can walk in there and get something normal like everyone else is going to tim hortons for oh my god i mentioned tim hortons again we can't talk about tim <laughs> hortons we need to go like one episode where we literally don't even mention their name I just really like Tim Hortons and have so many issues with them. They just come up a lot. But this isn't about them. This is no. about like... Impossible foods and yeah. eating in hospitals and schools. I really wish like a staple food item in a cafeteria is pizza. Yeah. And I know it's not good for me. Yeah. And I know But I mean, terrible. most of the time, I feel like when you're eating a cafeteria, you don't expect to eat healthy. So. No. But, At least now. Like that pizza looks and smells so good every time I walk in there and I just can't wait oh, until they have yeah, yeah, yeah. a vegan option because it's pizza, pizza pizza. It's pizza pizza. Yeah. This is the one thing. So I've actually talked about this pizza pizza thing because they have vegan cheese and they've had it for a long mm -hmm. time, but they don't have them as ready slices when you walk in yeah. and I don't understand why. Yeah. Like I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to wait 20 minutes for you to make a whole pizza. I just want a slice of vegan pizza. Yeah. I mean, not that I go to pizza pizza a lot, but I want there to be like that option at like sporting venues and universities where you can just be like, yeah, I want a slice, please. Because mm -hmm. even people will buy it. Even when you go to order the vegan pizza, it doesn't default to the vegan cheese. Yeah. You have to tell them, oh, yeah. no, no, not the regular cheese. And that doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah. But. But yeah, no, I would like to see a vegan pizza available by the slice. Because that's where it really, that's where the bigger thing is. Like, people can order pizza now from anywhere. Mm -hmm. If you're ordering pizza, it's usually not a quick thing. You just, you're ordering pizza, you have time to wait for it to get made, whatever. But like, if you're on the run somewhere and you need to pop in, sometimes you don't have 20 minutes to wait for a whole pizza to be made. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just want, hey, I'll grab that slice there. And like, it's the convenience of it yeah. so yes pizza pizza has vegan options which is great but there's still not the convenience of walking in and being able to be like i want that slice heated up in like 60 seconds and then be out with it yeah and i think you could argue that right now convenience is how restaurants and companies win in veganism yeah because look at how it changed a and w oh yeah right the fact that you can go get a burger through the drive through and it's vegan in 24 hours is insane yeah 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 no so i'm like really excited about this news especially for like sporting venues too like a lot of them we have pretty good ones in toronto um the scotia bank arena let's call it the acc yeah scotia bank arena actually has a lot like they have beyond sausages they have beyond burgers they have a lot of really good options um but the bmo field mm -hmm. has has options they just like it's like a black bean tex-mex burger and i'm like that's cool but can I just have a regular hot dog or something? Yeah. Like, I smell regular food. <laughs> so I'm excited for sporting venues to take this on more. Mm -hmm. And not and also not to be solely focused on like one brand all the time. Yeah. Like bring in what's delicious. Yeah. And so. I'd like to see airlines and airports Ooh, step it up. Because yes. it is so hard to find good vegan options. Airports especially. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a long news segment. Yeah. That's it for In the News. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. And that's the way the plant-based cookie crumbles. Now, before we get into the rest of our show, we have to make another special announcement. In one of our previous episodes, we called out one of our dedicated listeners, <laughs> Edward. <laughs> and asked him to call in because he always tells us that he's listening to the show and he gives us feedback. So we said, Eddie can you call in yeah. and like give us a little shout out and he did hey guys it's eddie uh just thought i'd call say hello because you know you uh you called me out and asked me to so you know uh didn't know that i was the biggest fan which was super confusing but you know i'm, I'm flattered and it seems like you guys care so that's nice um I suppose I'm just going to call out the rest of your listeners why they haven't left a voicemail because, I mean, downloading the Anchor app and leaving a message was it was actually pretty easy. It's 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 super easy. All right. I'll catch you guys later. Bye. 
Now, I think that was actually a pretty good pit pitch for our show but more for anchor too it's, yes. it's so easy everyone yeah. should call it it kind of sounds like we had this sponsored by anchor i think that we should tell anchor about this yes <laughs> that would actually be kind of a cute way to do a sponsored message mm-hmm. in an episode in like a sponsored podcast episode where you pretend to be a call-in and just like yeah be like oh anchor was so easy to use <laughs> We didn't ask Eddie yeah. to say that, and neither did Anchor. But. but in all actuality, it is super easy to use. Leave us a voice message. If you have some feedback about what the topic was, just some insights, uh, you related to it, you have a new segment you want us to cover, anything. Mm-hmm. I like how we kind of call Eddie like our ambassador, except when he calls in, he's like, I don't really know why I'm your biggest fan or like what that means. <laughs> or it's kind of sad, maybe. It's because you're so dedicated to listening each week, Eddie. <laughs> Still, you know what it is? It's ever since we found out that you, Edward, listen to our podcast all the time when i record this i'm like eddie's gonna listen to this eddie and sarah are for sure gonna listen to this they are our two most dedicated listeners we're so happy to have you so like it's nice when you can like kind of put names to listeners exactly same with like on youtube when we have people who comment every week yeah you build connections yeah and you start thinking about those people when you're talking to the camera yeah so yeah, it makes things easier, you know, yeah. when you know you're when you're like talking to somebody. Yeah, because we don't like just talking to each other. No, <laughs> it's getting old. We pretend Sarah and Eddie are right here <laughs> with us. <laughs> okay. All right. Should we talk about fridge management. management? Yes. Devin, what is fridge management? Well, it's when uh, you manage your fridge to make sure that it is on schedule, meeting, <laughs> meeting budget. Um, paying attention to uh customer experience and uh just uh so this episode was actually inspired by lisa <laughs> via vegan we also talk about you a lot she posted about it on instagram stories or a post or something i was like that would be a good podcast topic mm-hmm. so i stole it from lisa <laughs> borrowed borrowed we're sharing <laughs> yeah so it's like talking about how to keep a fridge organized how to make sure you're using up what's in your fridge and not letting oh. things go bad sorry Dad. i went so super technical yeah <laughs> that's like we don't need to get into that yet no, that'll okay. be a future episode. oh okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah um and just like the all-around like how to keep your fridge working the best it can ha- keep your fridge happy and you are happy yes. you know what they say happy fridge happy life <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and today's episode is sponsored by uh maytag <laughs> kitchenaid kitchenaid <laughs> yeah but i think of maytag when i think of fridges more than i think of yeah i don't think of kitchenaid i think no. of it as mixers and like small appliances yeah. but when i saw these appliances they just have to have them so pretty anyways so pretty. we're not actually sponsored no, let's I talk wish. about where do you want to start with your fridge management well do you have some strategies for your fridge so you share your fridge with a lot of people. Yeah. But like, do you have, so like when you buy something and it has a pretty strict expiry mm, date. I get stressed. How do you manage that? I try to use it quickly. <laughs> well, usually what ends up happening to me is I'll use it, but not all of it in yeah. time. So I'm really good about, okay, yeah, yeah, we got to use this up. And then. And then you forget about it in the last few yeah, days. Yeah. I'm like, oh shoot. Yeah. So do you plan your meals at all? Or do you just go out and buy ingredients? Um... When I am like in a routine where I'm have consistency like in my other schedules and I have time to think about what my meals are going to be, mm-hmm. I plan them that way and I'll buy all those things. Like you know how you have your things that you like to make every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes shopping pretty easy, yeah. right? But then as soon as I get off and I'm like, oh, I want to try making something different. Yeah. Then I go to the store just for that thing. Got it. Okay. So you would do like the bigger trip is all the usuals. Yeah. And then you do individual trips when you're like, oh, I want to try making this today or tomorrow, whatever yeah. it is. Which yeah. usually just results in like way too many trips to the grocery store. Am I right? I take a lot of trips to the grocery uh, store. It's the worst. <laughs> I don't mind it. I kind of like it. Um, but um, Where, how do you organize your fridge? Do you organize your fridge? I mean, I don't because it's not really my fridge. Yeah. When how I, does your mom organize your fridge? Whatever makes sense to her. 
<laughs> I'm not sure I have a grasp on it. See, like when I had my own fridge, yeah. I tried to keep it organized, but honestly, it was just all over the it's place. It's hard. Fridge management is a hard thing to do. And I would say that like your fridge compared to my fridge, mine didn't have as much stuff as yeah, yours does. Yeah, mine a lot of stuff. Yeah, so it was kind of like wherever something this. This is this is the biggest thing about my fridge now is I'm trying to get it under control. But because we do, <laughs> <laughs> my fridge is just out of hand right now. Oh boy. Yeah. Um because we do all the like testing here yeah. and the things here that like normally like I usually have like there's probably like 10 different ingredients I actually yeah. use. But I'm not going to use those. Like you're going to have the same recipes every week if you want that. If that happens, you know, if I start using just the same stuff, TMG is going to be very repetitive. So to change it up, I'll like make a new thing. But then all of a sudden I have this jar full of something that I'll never eat again. Mm-hmm. So I've been like working lately to like, okay, make a point of like, I need to finish this this week. I need to incorporate it somehow into a recipe. And I'm trying to get those like extra things that I almost never use that I used once for a recipe out of my fridge. Yeah, I think that that side of fridge management is kind of like magnified for the TMG kitchen yeah. because like we are trying to make different food and sometimes that involves buying an ingredient that you can't buy in a small quantity yeah. or something like that, which I mean, on the one hand, that means that everyone else is also buying an ingredient that they maybe won't use up. But on the other hand, it's still a good ingredient to work with. Yeah. So you make that sacrifice and then try to figure out how to use it up, right? Yeah, I'm also at the point of where... So I used to always like, I obviously look at the price of everything I buy and normally I'd be like, oh, I'll buy the bigger one because it's cheaper per gram or whatever yeah. it is. But now I'm starting to be like, yeah, but like, am I actually going to use the bigger one? I'd rather spend a little bit more per gram and use, buy something that I'll use this quantity of mm-hmm. and not waste or it's not just going to sit in my fridge forever and take up space. Yeah. Because that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to limit the space i take up in my fridge because when i have lots of things in my fridge that's when things go bad it's like and overwhelming just get lost back there <laughs> she's like oh my gosh there's so much to choose from um but i'm gonna go have a bag of chips yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly um so i'm trying to like limit that down especially condiments mm. condiments are the big one when i add like i still have that like jerk seasoning that we had from like that jerk oh my gosh because i don't really eat yeah. jerk food that much like it's delicious but in my everyday life i don't really use yeah. it such so a sitting taking up room in the back of my fridge I remember the first time I realized I really shouldn't buy things that are too big. It was like, it was a really big bag of rice, like one of the big ones. Oh, the huge ones. And it was great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we always have rice. And then when you discover those little stupid bugs that creep me out so (laughs) much, I was like, never again. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's why like, I love buying in bulk, but at the same time I don't because also I have like a bulk box that I keep all the extra stuff in. Yeah. But like, when I see that my jar that I keep the ready like to grab stuff in is empty, I just automatically buy something rather than checking that box because I forget that mm-hmm. box, box exists all the time. Mm-hmm. So I like buy something. I'm like, crap, I had this already. What am I doing? Spices is the worst for that. Oh, I'm yeah. so bad with spices. Um, so I'm trying to like get that down. And like that means right now that I am throwing a lot of food out, which is unfortunate because like some stuff's just been sitting a long time. Mm-hmm. Spice loses its potency, whatever. I just throw it out. But I'm trying to like get rid of that stuff so I can just focus on just like now I've been bringing jars to the bulk food mm-hmm. store so that I just fill up the jar and it's just enough for that. I'd rather make multiple trips over the course of a month than make one bigger trip forget that i have all this extra and keep buying more Mm -hmm. so i've been trying to just buy smaller amounts of things now yeah it makes sense and i mean it's just you and hutch like you're two people forget that for one household (laughs) but even like i live in a house with like there's four of us yeah and stuff still goes bad yeah it's really hard like i admire the people who can do minimal food waste because like it's hard seriously yeah it is really like i me me and i have lived together for three and a half years ish and i still haven't figured out how much food to make for two people yeah (laughs) and i feel like it varies too like one week you'd be like oh i didn't make enough of that because we both like wanted more we could have done with the leftovers and then the next week it's like oh i made a big batch but yeah this is getting thrown out you know what i mean exactly so that's the biggest thing is like, so even like when I plan, like I plan my grocery trips now, I don't meal plan, but mm-hmm. I'm like on Tuesday, we'll make this or like, these are the five dinners we'll make this week. Yeah. Here's the ingredients I need for it, whatever. But even like, so I'll do cauliflower wings one night, but like 
sometimes we, I make this stupid mistake all the time where cauliflower is like on sale for two for five dollars I'm like let's get two yeah and I make two heads of cauliflower for two people yeah and I have cauliflower for days afterwards cauliflower wings and so I'm like okay I'm eating this for dinner next day that go my dinner that I planned for that day is now gone right so all those ingredients I bought were for nothing hopefully yeah. they'll last till next week <laughs> like, <laughs> so like I'll make all these extras and eat it for leftovers but then like the dinner is now everything shifts yeah everything yeah. shifts and changes and so that's why i almost never plan lunches because my lunches are almost always leftovers because that just seems to be how it works but most of the time like i don't make things in small amounts and i have problems and i also don't like freezing things that yeah. much i just like i'm like if it's here i just want to finish it and eat it because if it's in the freezer it's just gonna sit forever yeah <laughs> i'm like noticing the opposite like in my house they are really good at not making too much food yeah but like almost to a detriment where it's like um is there even enough for dinner i'm <laughs> definitely not getting a lunch out of this tomorrow yeah. hello so i have to make my own lunch now yeah <laughs> um yeah no i'm like i got to a point where i was doing pretty good mm -hmm. like i was like wow we're emptying the fridge we're using up all these leftovers i'm not making too much and then something shifted where i just got back into my old habits and started buying a lot of snacks snacks are the best <laughs> and, like snacks became meals so i stopped eating the meals i had planned i'm yeah. like what's happening i mean it's like whatever your life is doing yeah your fridge reflects that yeah am i right yes <laughs> um so maybe we can talk about tips a little bit if we have even if they're a work in progress tip mm -hmm. um so something that i try and do very often is clean out my fridge mm -hmm. i first of all just like to do it i really like to rearrange my fridge all the time devin knows and devin hates it she rearranges the whole kitchen yeah i rearrange my entire house <laughs> all the time i like changing things up and it gives me an excuse to clean out the fridge and look at expiry dates and look at what i have um, even if like most of the things I'm talking about are stuff that lasts a long time, like condiments, yeah. pickles, all that kind of stuff that just sits there. But it's nice to know that it's there. Um, and like if there's something I need to use, I bring it to the front and I'm like, I want to get rid of this because I'm not going to need it mm -hmm. anymore. Um, and I've also been like trying to avoid buying um, some meals I'll leave blank now. I'm like, this is a freezer meal. We just have to find something to eat in our freezer. It's like a game. <laughs> <laughs> that's one night i think it was last week i was like hutch you making your own dinner tonight i'll make my own dinner but it has to come from the freezer one component of it has to come from the freezer <laughs> so because i'm just trying to get rid of things yeah i just buy too much of things <laughs> <laughs> like even like buying the big bags of like frozen fruit i'm like mm. this lasts forever and i just want it out of my freezer yeah because you'll go through you'll be like three days in a row you're like yeah frozen fruit is the best and, and then you're like the time, done and you're like mm, i'm over it exactly um so yeah i'm trying to get rid of all those things um something that else that i've been trying to do that's actually really helped leftovers i always forget about leftovers mm -hmm. when they're in the fridge always but now i've been storing everything in glass containers versus like opaque mm -hmm. plastic containers because glass you can actually see through and be like oh i need to eat this this is gonna be old soon yeah or it's so, like, oh, that's what it is. Oh, I do exactly. want that. Yes. You're like, oh, right. I made that two days ago and had leftovers. Right. I forgot about yeah. that. So glass containers are like something that I think is very, or mason jars or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Very, very important for fridge management. We're just very visual people, you know. <laughs> um, also, knowing how your fridge works is really good. Sorry, what? You have to know how your fridge works. Is this like the different compartments and stuff yes. like that? Like how to keep food fresh how to keep fruit and vegetables fresh and like where things should be stored, how cold you should keep your fridge, that kind of stuff. Knowing not to overfill your fridge because you don't want to overwork it. Yeah. Um, Fridges are very, very sensitive beings. Oh, I thought the fridge was like the one thing that was just like, <laughs> it can take whatever you throw at it. No, it You'll can. be fine. No, usually it's like three quarters full is the max you ever want to put your fridge so that airflow can still go through everything. Interesting. Yeah. This isn't a problem that I've had. No, I know. But <laughs> now I will look out for it. Yeah. And you came across like a lot of good tips for produce. At yes. one point you were like really into I'm optimizing into your produce. produce lifespan. Yeah. in like the crisper drawers and things yeah. like that. So um, there's the low humidity and high humidity crisper drawers that are meant for generally fruit and vegetables are the cutoff. I've recently learned that basically nothing's a vegetable. 
I've I've had I've been just having like inner monologues. I do this thing when I'm like about to go to sleep, and I'll be like, "Is a fruit a fruit?" Like I'm like, "Are bananas fruit?" Because like you know, when cucumbers are actually fruit and uh, not vegetables. What? Did you know that? No. Cucumbers are fruit, not vegetables. I'm learning a lot today. <laughs> so like I was like researching. Me and Hatch were in bed at like 12:30, and we we're like, "What is a vegetable exactly?" This is some top quality we pillow <laughs> talk. My goodness, we couldn't figure it out. So I did some research, and basically, the only thing that's like actually a vegetable is kale, like leafy greens. Everything with seeds is a fruit, basically. Root vegetables are still vegetables, but like mm. a tomato is a fruit, cucumbers are fruit, bell peppers are fruits. So many fruits. <laughs> Everything is a fruit. Sorry, this is besides the point. Yeah, though. what does this? How does this affect your fridge? Doesn't affect the fridge at all. Oh, but I'm just talking okay. about vegetables aren't actually vegetables. Your awakening. Yeah, my awakening. <laughs> um, crisper drawers. Yeah. So the low humidity and high humidity. Typically, you want to put anything that's going to wilt, so like leafy greens and stuff like that. You want to put in high humidity. Because the high humidity keeps them crisp and fresh, right. keeps the liquid still in there. The moistness, you know? Right, important. Um, and low humidity, anything that rots. Okay. Usually it's fruit, vegetables, that's how it's divided. There are a lot of exceptions, but generally keep the fruit in the low humidity, keep the vegetables in the high humidity, and you'll elongate the lifespan. Got it. Um, something else that I have found helpful is wrapping leafy greens in damp paper towels can help. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just keeps them like crisper. Um, I also keep them in sealed containers a lot. So I'll do like, usually if I buy kale, I'll like take it all off the stems, chop it into whatever size pieces, mm-hmm. um, line a big container with paper towels, put it in there and cover it. And then it stays fresh for actually a really long time, which is nice herbs keeping the ends in water mm-hmm. and sometimes covering with a plastic bag is helpful too it keeps things fresh um man herbs are the one thing that i wish you could buy in a smaller quantity because like i really want to use fresh herbs but how the heck am i going to use so all of that up before it, it yeah. goes bad um but also so fruits fruits releases a lot of i think i'm pronouncing this right ethylene gas mm-hmm. um which quickens the ripening process right so anything that releases that like i think bananas release that quite a bit you don't want to keep bananas in a sealed container with something else because then it's going to make the other thing rot really quickly oh so like if you sliced up a banana and put it in a yes got it so the low humidity what low humidity does it basically opens up a vent so that the air can escape and there's no moisture being built up in there um, and it allows the gas to escape. So the gas isn't being trapped in a sealed container with all the fruit and r- quickening the ripening process. Right. Yeah. So there are all these like kind of tips and tricks uh, that you can learn. A lot of this is just online. Um, but it's kind of hard to keep up with those, especially when your fridge is just chaotic at times and you're like, just put things anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like they're kind of easy tips that you can follow, hopefully. If your avocados are ripe, on the counter put them in the fridge it'll last probably a couple days at that ripeness which is nice Mm -hmm. um keeping tomatoes in the fridge long term which i do anyways but keeping fridge in the tomatoes can kind of give it a weird texture if you don't mind that texture it'll still elongate the Mm -hmm. lifespan keeping them in the fridge it just changes the texture a little bit yeah now one thing that we've kind of always kept in the fridge was bread Mm, i never keep bread in the fridge i keep keep it in the freezer freezer? yeah Yeah. fridge or freezer because otherwise it just it'll it'll go bad so quickly before you know it that's the biggest thing especially about like fresh baked bread like you get it from a bakery or something is that bread goes bad super quickly yeah it also like if you don't want to keep it in your fridge or your fridge is too full for that keeping it in a uh out of the sun can kind of help slow down its life (laughs) <laughs> so, i don't know how to say slow that. down it's death yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah keeping it out of the sun is helpful same with potatoes and stuff keeping yeah. it out of sunlight is helpful um i was gonna say something oh not in terms of like lifespan but something i've been doing a lot lately because i'll do one of those things where i'll buy like a bag of carrots mm-hmm. and they'll sit in the drawer like carrots last a long time so it's not that big of a deal but like they'll just sit in the drawer and i'll never eat them and i'm like oh i have carrots right mm-hmm so something I've been doing is I'll be buy a bag of carrots and cut them as soon as I get home, put them in water in a sealed container and just keep them in the fridge. That way there's literally not a lot of work I have to do with them. Mm-hmm. Even if I just want them as a snack, I'm like, perfect. I can just grab that. And it's right in the front and I see it and I'm like, okay, cool. 
So keeping things out of the drawers as much as you can is helpful, I think. Yeah, and prepping them so they're ready to eat. Yeah. So that you there's not that much um, between you and getting to enjoy it. Because I yeah. think that is with me too. Things are going to go bad if it takes a lot of work for me <laughs> to eat it. Yeah. Um, it's also, so like all this talk about crisper drawers, I don't actually use my crisper drawers for vegetables anymore. Um, and that's for the sole reason of I was just letting things go bad in them. Yeah. Because I would like, they'd be packed to the point where like kale would be covering up something underneath it and be like, oh crap, this was here. Mm -hmm. So I don't use my crisper drawers for vegetables anymore. So like, don't be afraid. Like that's crisper drawers help like keep your your fruit and vegetables fresh longer, but don't be afraid to work with your fridge a little bit to figure out how it works better for you. So like. I use my vegetables up quicker now that they're not in the drawer because I can see them all and they're right there. So most of them aren't getting to the point where they'd go bad anyways. Mm -hmm. So I don't need the elongated lifespan. But um, getting things out of the drawers was a big changer for me because now I can see all my vegetables and gross mold surprises don't come up anymore. Oh my God, I hate mold so much. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's all about, that's why I rearrange my fridge so much because I'm like, oh, this really isn't actually working that well. Let Mm -hmm. me change it, see if I can figure out another way for it to work better. Yeah. You're very responsible. Did you ever rearrange your fridge when you had your own fridge? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, this goes here. It's nice. Yeah. I fits, I sits. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Um, Those are my tips. And I also buy what you need. Don't buy in bulk if you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like if something's on sale too, you get caught with that. Yeah. Approach with caution. So yeah, this is my big thing about like, you know, when people are like, let's buy the bigger size because it's cheaper per grams. I was like, yeah, but like it's not cheaper in the moment. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, the small jar might be $2 and the big jar is 3 but maybe I don't have this extra dollar to spend right now just to get a slightly bigger jar of pickles that I'm actually not going to use anyways. Yeah, and if it's something that's going to last a while anyways, yeah, you don't need to worry about it. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I've been into the whole buying less is actually better now mm-hmm. because I just, like, use it up now. And I'm not just, like, my pantry used to get so full with, like, I'd buy a array of nuts and seeds and like i don't use these (laughs) why am i doing this i'll buy them when i need them for a specific recipe and that's it and just the amount i need for that specific recipe that's why i love bulk barn right now because there you can bring your own containers so whatever container you store your stuff in bring that exact container and you can get the exact amount that you can hold in your house Mm -hmm. it's the best and i'm sure there's other bulk stores that do this too oh yeah yeah one last thing tip i guess i could say is try and find ways to spruce up your leftovers sometimes i find leftovers are pretty boring the next day especially when there's lots of leftovers depends what it is yeah like cauliflower wings i can eat all the oh yeah but there's certain things i'm like i don't want to eat this like i didn't really actually enjoy it that much the day before (laughs) i don't really want it again this day so like trying to like or incorporating it into something you had planned already Mm mm-hmm adding it as a new component is kind of fun i guess what's usually that item for you uh well you know what actually i hate not that i didn't enjoy it the when i had it i think stir fries are so gross the next day that's exactly what i was thinking about with stir fries i hate leftover stir fries that's why normally i'm like it's a little bit left i'll just stuff myself now yeah (laughs) i'd rather just eat this and be super full than have it leftover because we never eat leftover stir fries because they're so i don't know i find them so gross the next day it gets creepy and i don't know why and like kind of slimy and gross yeah but you're like this was so good but now it's so yeah like i love stir fries it's like same similar things with certain chinese foods too like takeout Mm. there's certain chinese foods that i really don't like the next day too much yeah i found that one of the ways i would try to use up stir fry leftovers like if it had been rice and veggies as the stir fry yeah then the next day i would make noodles and throw the leftover mm. veggies in with the noodles and yeah. then you don't really notice the grossness as much yeah. but you know what i've done before and i took this as a cue from hutch which i thought was so gross when he did it the first time he doesn't really like sauce on things which whole other topic to talk about uh-huh. weirdo um so like when we ordered like mixed vegetables and noodles from chinese food the next day he would like rinse off the noodle the vegetables like the like congealed sauce that's mm-hmm. on that he would rinse them off and just eat them as is i was like oh i could rinse them off and throw them into a new stir fry yeah. or something i was like that's kind of a good idea huh. so like i do that now yeah because i won't eat it as the like congealedy sauce on top of it mm-hmm. but i'm like okay i won't rinse it and just eat it as is then but i'll rinse it and put it in a new dish <laughs> yeah i would just like to say that berries are the best but <laughs> eat them quick 
I that's my problem I savor things no I'm like oh Oh, I don't want to eat it too quickly and then I'm too slow that it goes bad that so don't do that guys I'm the like complete opposite of you I'm like it's so good I want it all now (laughs) I gotta make this last I'm really gonna enjoy it and then three days later I'm like oh fruit's my worst enemy not because I want to savor it but because I think I like fruit more than I actually do what you underestimate your love for fruit I overestimate love for fruit. Oh, so you buy a bunch of I buy it. it I'm like, oh, I love raspberries. And then I'll have it one day. I'm like, oh, I loved it for this moment. But I shouldn't have bought two packs because I won't eat this again. Oh. Yeah, I'm just not a fruit person. I really don't. Unless it's mangoes. I'll eat mangoes all the time. Oh, yes. Also, apparently I like the other. I like vegetable fruits. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still so confused as what a vegetable is. You'll figure it out. It just. I When did vegetables become fruit i don't know when you google or when it? did fruit become vegetables it's whenever you googled it <laughs> the truth has always been there yeah i know but like when did people start calling these fruits vegetables instead i mean wh- who are these people that are really doing Everybody. that okay that's a lie um if i asked you what a bell pepper was you would have said a vegetable right yes it's not it's a fruit okay but i am the majority here no i know that's who these people are <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Everybody is these people. Why? When did people decide f- fruit are going to be vegetables? I'm so confused. How do you know they did? How come? Maybe they just like changed the definition of fruit. Oh, I didn't even think of that. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that changes everything. Oh, so. Exactly. I don't know, guys. I'm just really confused. It's a really confusing time for me right now. <laughs> well, uh, maybe just to like settle this confusion, just spend some time with your fridge. <laughs> I think it's like a stress relief for you. It was it was so funny though when we were researching. I was literally I'm just I'm like sitting in bed. I was like, but what is a vegetable? I just what what is a vegetable? Is there any vegetables that exist? I was so confused. It's like you're having like an existential crisis. <laughs> I was confused because you hear about you just I don't know. I don't think I like fruit, but apparently I love fruit. Just different kinds of fruit. The veggie fruits. The veggie fruits. <laughs> All right, that's going to be it for this episode of TMG Unfiltered. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. If you want to check out our vegan recipes and videos, our blog is at twomarketgirls.com and we are Two Market Girls on the YouTubes. The tubes. The tubes. We also have a Patreon account, which is like a crowdfunding platform where you can help support the work that we do and you become like an advisor, advisory committee for us. We ask you questions about recipes, what cookbooks we should review. We do um, super secret mukbangs that only go up on Patreon. <laughs> super secret mukbangs. And they're super, super fun. Do you want to be a TMG mukbanger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. So you can check that out. We'll put the link in the show notes. And if you ever have any suggestions for topics uh, for our podcast, send us a voice message, send us an email at twomarketgirls at gmail.com or hit us up on social. We are Two Market Girls. Imagine you had a shirt that said, yeah, I'm a bang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Bye. Bye. Bye.